There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Happy Hump Day! It's Laurie and Julia Show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. The sun is out, so that's something. And also, we uh, want to congratulate our latest winner of an Amazon Echo Spot. That is Jennifer Thomas of Maple Grove. She was today's winner. And if you'd like to win or have a chance to win an Amazon Echo Spot, all you have to do, we've made it very easy for you, download or update the MyTalk app, register with Listener Rewards, quick and simple, and uh, you are entered into the Spot a Day giveaway. We'll be doing that every day, every weekday, through the month of April. Fantastic. Thank you, Donnie. Yeah. I hope everyone uh, got home safely last night and to work this morning on the toboggan ride that was known as the freeways here. <laughs> I, had, so I gave someone a ride. They needed to be in Egan at 8 o'clock this morning, so I was in full-on morning traffic. That never happens. Right. Do you have empathy for the people on the roads? Well, just the, the roads were so glare ice and cars were just going every which way. It was slippery. It really was. It I was, was very happy to be in my all-wheel drive. <laughs> <laughs> heavy car, heavy, the heavy, car, the thing heavy about car, car. Yeah, yeah, that it, I just I, you, you could just hear the curses because we've been driving in this for so long. I know we have. Yeah, you just get used to it. Yeah, you do. So how you had an evening out at the theater, Miss King? I'm like Boots. on six nights out in a row. Julie, I am I'm so proud of you, Lori. Julia, there's no <laughs> after reason. all those years of staying home. That's right. <laughs> no, your right. excuses. I have children. I have a house. They've got games. I've got a husband. I have none of those excuses. I do. I have none of these excuses in me. Mine are just going to be now. I'm exhausted. Well, you know, you got to know when to fold them and hold them and all that. And roll I'm on them. a roll though. Okay. I'm still going. Still going. So I um, met a friend at St. Paul Grill last night, and then we went over to Kinky Boots. They actually because is that at the Ordway? Yes. Okay. And because the weather was so awful, they had a shuttle. You know, like their. Um, Airport shuttle took us over to the Ordway, so we did have From to the walk. the Hotel, I love How it. How classy is that? Well, it was very icy. It was so icy, Laurie. But. But. What happened at the St. Paul Hotel? Who was in that hot bar? Because that's always happening in there. Oh, I ran into our lovely, um, oh, why can't I think of her name right now? Mary? Oh, my, no, yeah, Mary, who works there, who we love and adore. Hi, Mary. And then also our gal from Twin Cities Live. Why can't I think of her Emily? name? Emily. She's always out was and there. About. I love seeing her. She makes me laugh. A lot of people ran into Russ Rilla at the play, ran into um, Patrick our friend Patrick from Patrick Martin at the... Um, Not Patrick Martin, Pat- Mona Williams. Mona Williams, I always say it wrong. Uh-huh. And he's going to come on and talk um, 
how to clean your clothes. He, you're lying to me right now. Don't make I'm up not stories. Lying. I'm totally not lying. Well, What's the lie? I hope I'm not here. Oh, for, <laughs> oh, Patrick, that was Laurie. That was Laurie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that I, is so bad. I go into his place to buy that laundrette stuff so that he I. sells there. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. He knows what to do. So yeah. anyway... Ended up, uh, night's over, my friend goes one way, I had uh, valeted at the St. Paul Grill, and... Um, so you had to go back just, in the bar. I did. Yeah. Went I, back in the bar, did a loop, went to the restroom, and then came out of the restroom. And after they you have, came back from the restroom, had you freshened up and fluffed your hair and just made... Gloria, twice. I had. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you the, were cruising. I kind of was, yeah. as it were. Yeah. And then they have a lobby bar which is where you check in and they just have a little quiet area bar there. And there's a gentleman sitting at the end of the bar all alone. Mm-hmm. So naturally your radar goes up into high gear. <laughs> I know. And I might've recognized who it was. Ooh. So I go over and say, Oh my gosh, I'm such a fan. Can I sit next to you? Why? Sure. Donnie, do we have a voice? Sure. Mm-hmm. Make it work. Go, go, go. Do it. Go so. Work, work, work. Make it work. We have a little factory here. This Tim is your work. Gun. I talked to him for like an hour. Oh, my word. It was just him and I. Oh, my gosh. It no. was. Is that how you say that him and I are? He and I. He and I. Yeah. It was just he and I. Um, no, no, it's him. It's him, I, yeah, isn't You're right. It, it is okay, him. Okay, you're him right. and I. Oh, my gosh. He even brought my drink. He's never been on a pontoon boat, so he's coming this summer. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> he, <laughs> you invited him to the cabin. Oh, I did. I, I said, have you ever been on a pontoon boat? So he's in town because he is working um, with 3M, and they have this new commercial. You may or may not have seen it. Actually, I saw it this morning when yeah. I was watching morning TV, and it's the 3M command strips where you can put, you can hang a photo up, and you don't have to put a nail on the wall, oh, and then you it. just take this, pull the strip off, and it doesn't leave a mark. Oh my on your gosh, wall. I need some ASAP. ASAP. So it's these 3M command strips. So, the, Donnie, do you want to play the commercial? Uh, yeah, here's, it? yeah, I do. Here's one. It's called Tim's Command ledges make it easy to liven up your walls with a little plant life. That's why I have Francisco, Ferdinand, and Fred. How's it growing, fellas? He's talking to plants. Command. Do. No harm. Yeah. And and it's just how it is amazing because you don't have to put nails in your wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so was he in town? He was in town for that. He was okay. leaving, flying out this morning. All right. And did, did he remember being on yes, our show? Yes, he did. Yes, he for did. His book, his, his, his book. fashion, his style. And then book. he came through another time because he was doing something with yes, Liz Claiborne right. at Rosedale. Yes. And so he totally remembered us. Okay, good. Quint of I was kind of the interviewer and just yeah. kind of found out his backstory and his life and everything. Mm-hmm. He looked just, he was so delightful. Didn't he used to love someone from here? Yeah. <laughs> um, we didn't talk about that, oh, but okay. we talked about a lot of different things. Okay. And so here's my text to him that I sent today, because now we you've are. Got, no, you've got his digits. Yeah, oh, I it is. It, it's him and me. What yeah. did I say? Him and me. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what I said. I said something wrong. Everyone wants to correct me. But him here's me, what I yes. said. Hi, Tim. It's Julia from the bar last night. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You made my week. You are the most charming, handsome, and kind man, man I've met in quite a while. Please let me know when you're in town again. I haven't told you yet. I said, Lori is so jealous. I am. <laughs> but I wrote this before. Does he, does he know that you know that he's gay? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, for, 
Well, oh, yes. Well, I'm just listening to your message in another like light. Like it's yeah, Julia from it the bar. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. No, he was so I mean, delightful. Yes, I, oh, of I, course I, he... Oh, Lori, that's so <laughs> funny. And I said, we'd love to take you to a local restaurant or have you on our show. All the best. My name, P.S. The pontoon ride will be a hoot. <laughs> Has he responded? Now that's just a classic Minnesota, Isn't the it? ending. And he's never been on one, and I'm like, you are coming to my cabin. Yeah. We are making it happen somehow, someway. Oh, that's so but funny. But he, he really... He's a lovely man. He's a lovely man. He did do a little dishing, and I don't want to dish about it. I want him to dish. But right. the stories about Anna Wintour at the Met Gallery when he said well, that. Well, he told us that yeah, story he when did. he was on the air when we he asked did. him when he witnessed her being carried down by two bodyguards. Yes, yeah. yes. And he, he had some more stuff, but and I just she don't got feel. mad at him because he, he said talked it. about yeah. it, and then he never. He was banned. He's banned from the Met Ball. Yeah. So, and he didn't know Did the you Anna, Anna Wintour news. He didn't know that rumor. Mm-hmm. It came from page six. Mm-hmm. So I gave him some updates on his, in his industry. But he, nice. I'm telling you, really just down to earth and kind. Yeah. And really happy and just looked really fit and fabulous. Oh, well, I, I showed the picture to someone there said, that's not Tim Gunn. Oh, How many drinks gonna, did you have? Are we going to start oh, that not again? this again. I mean, you better, did you <laughs> tweet her Instagram that I, I I'm just getting ready to, but. Three people here already said that's not him. How do you oh, know it was no. him? How many drinks said you had, oh, Julia? Are we no. going to get and I said, this for everybody? Well, and I said, and I said, they said, is it another Donna Mills gate? And I said, well, I did have a couple cocktails. And I said, but you talked to Donna Mills for an hour. You told us originally, yeah, and you didn't know it wasn't her. Well, how do you know it was him? Because we, you gave Tim a chance to respond. Unlike I did talk. Donna Mills. I did let him talk. Yes. Whereas, but, oh, Lori, yeah. Well, I got to see this photo. Oh, yeah. All right, listen. Anywho. When we come back, it's our it's our story we can't get enough of. It's in the news today, and uh, it's hard to believe it's been 50 years. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. So uh, today is the 50th anniversary of the day that Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated yes. in Memphis. And it's hard to believe it's been 50 years because it feels like... We've gone two steps forward, two steps back, one step forward. I mean, we're There's, still... It's a big part of the conversation still. That yeah, it's not and sure. on the day before he was assassinated, he delivered his uh, you know last public address to the group of sanitation workers in Memphis who were on strike because of terrible working conditions. And there was a story yesterday, this aired on the Today Show, I believe, and... Um, if you are ever in Memphis, besides going to Grayson, highly, highly, highly recommend going to the Civil Rights Museum, which is right. They've preserved the Lorraine Motel. Which is where he was shot. Yes, and it was the only hotel in downtown Memphis where, if you were a person of color, that you right. could stay. Right. So it was where everybody stayed. And there's this famous photo when you go into the Civil Rights Museum. So it's like walking, when you walk around that corner... It's like you're walking into 1968 because they have some cars that are of that era that are parked there. The motel, of course, is very early 60s. Yes. How it looks as a motel. And the rooming house across the street where Lee Harvey Oswald. uh, James O'Reilly. Or James James. O'Reilly, excuse me. uh, James O'Reilly shot the gun. I mean, that's part of the museum, but it's really, I mean, you you could easily spend 
three hours there and for sure bring tissue. But I want to go. It's it's an amazing, yeah. amazing thing. And so they this photo where everybody is pointing with their hands from the balcony, mm-hmm. like that's the where motel. the shot came from. Yeah, and you see some people down on the main floor and one of the gals is a it looks like a cleaning person yeah she's got mm-hmm. a uniform on so she's never spoken about this and craig i forget what his last name is who works for the today show He's amazing he is really kind of amazing so he sat down and talked with her so that's what we're going to listen to. okay three people point toward the sound of a gunshot dr martin luther king jr lays dying at their feet a small crowd can be seen gathered below that young woman in white is Mary Ellen. Frozen in time, April 4th, 1968. It's a day she's only talked about with the closest of family members. Until now. Were you having a conversation with anyone? No, I was not. I was not. I was just standing there, like in shock. Witness number 43, then Mary Ellen Norwood. This Memphis police report lists her as female, colored. 21, and employed at the Lorraine as a waitress and cook. What was it like working here? I loved it. I did. I really loved it. Walter and Lori Bailey own the motel in the segregated South. But the most famous guest of all, Dr. King, drawn to Memphis by striking sanitation workers. Mary Ellen caught glimpses of King as he came and went from the motel. On the evening of April 4th, Mary Ellen was cooking in the kitchen. At first, I thought it was firecrackers, you know. People were shooting up firecrackers. Then we all ran outside to see what was going on. And he was laying on the back of me. And I'm standing there. I'm just dumbfounded, you know, shocked. Like, what just happened? This don't happen here. You know, it's not. something bottled up for a half century and finally share it, it can be overwhelming. After all these years, you still get emotional. Yes. I guess because I never even talked about it because I do, I get so emotional. <laughs> what were people saying? They are just yelling, just yelling. You know, they shot Dr. King, they shot Dr. King, somebody shot Dr. King. And that's all you could hear. Miss Mary Ellen, did did you know when you saw him immediately that he was dead? No. No. We didn't think he was going to die. You didn't? No. Why not? He can't. He can't. Yeah. Oh, she was. I saw this yesterday. She was. And he, of course, was only 39 years old. Yeah. You forget how young he was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we have one more cut done? One more? Okay. Here we go. Mary Ellen stayed at the motel for three days after Dr. King was killed as the country spotlight turned to the Lorraine. We just plugged up the lines because we kept getting calls from reporters, even the payphone on the outside. Did Dr. King get shot? Did Dr. King get shot? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. While she'll forever be there, standing in the blurry shadows of history, Mary Ellen chooses to remember a different moment with the man that inspired so many. The thing that really stands out to me the most is seeing all these people sitting on the brick wall, waiting to get a glimpse of Dr. King. When people knew he was going to be here at the hotel, or the motel, they were there. They would come. They would come. Just to see Dr. King. Just to see Dr. King. I know. So, and then, of course, two and a half months later, Robert right. F. Kennedy, Kennedy. was assassinated right. at the Ambassador Hotel. Yeah. And so that it, it's just like it, really kind of unbelievable. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, tributes and people, you know, speaking out and speaking up about uh, Martin Luther King. But one of the things that I came across um, today, and I never ever knew this, and I never knew why this song always makes me cry. Mm-hmm. Donnie, this is an Elvis Presley mm-hmm. song, and it has a connection, a very deep connection to Martin Luther King. Let's play it. There must be lights burning brighter somewhere. Got to be birds flying higher in a sky more blue. If I can dream of a better land where all my brothers walk hand in hand tell me why oh why oh why can't my dream come true so I never knew Ooh, I, this song has always made me cry my mom says this song has to be played at her funeral and it's a gorgeous song it, it really is and Elvis passionately loved Dr. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King was not a big fan of rock and roll. Right. And Elvis was very impacted when not only Martin Luther King was assassinated, but also when Robert F. Kennedy and Elvis Presley, he's six years younger than Martin Luther King. They're both from the South, se- segregated mm-hmm. uh, South. And he couldn't go to his funeral in person uh, because he was filming Live a Little, Love a Little. But his co-star in that movie said they watched the funeral on TV. And Elvis, when he was doing that comeback special, the 1968. Yeah, 1968, Colonel Tom Parker wanted him to do a Christmas song at the end. And he wanted to do a song that had meaning to the country about what was going on with the strife, with the two assassinations. And he talked to this guy who, I want you to write me a powerful song. And so the Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech is inspiration for the songwriter. If I can dream freedom, promise, redemption, darkness, um, King's image of a great beacon of light, a beckoning candle brothers, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King was always talking about that. And I love knowing that. Yeah. So, and he recorded on June 23rd, 1968 and everyone was crying when he was done and he really gave it a gospel. Oh, 100%. So anyway, I'm glad you found that. I never knew. I can't shut it down. It's going viral. This 
is the My Talk Now trending report. Interesting day on the World Wide Web. Trending online this afternoon, Maya Angelou. Fans are remembering Maya Angelou on what would have been her 90th birthday, and she has her very own Google Doodle that is dedicated to her today. Also trending online this afternoon, Chip and Joanna Gaines. The series finale of Fixer Upper aired last night. Plenty of tears, plenty of shiplap. Also trending, Kate Middleton, the Duchess of Cambridge, was photographed on a solo grocery shopping trip. She's off official royal duty before the birth of her third child. Also, Kristen Cavallari trending. She's getting a new docu-series on E! that will follow her and her hmm, adventures. Who, Who is she again? She's from Laguna Beach, and she's also from The Hills. So she's a former MTV reality star. She's married to former Chicago Bears football player Jay Cutler. You know, very exciting life. Oh, yeah, her. Okay. Yeah, her. Well, Donnie's not going to be tuning into that. (laughs) Also trending online this afternoon would be Avengers Infinity War. The director is pleading with fans to not spoil the movie's true plot. No spoiler alerts for Avengers Infinity War. The movie is out in theaters later this month. That's what's trending here at my talk. All right, here's your forecast. Such as it is, the skies are going to be clear tonight, but our low is going to be seven. That's that's got to be a record for April 7th. Tomorrow will start sunny, but then, hey, a 50-50 chance of some snow showers after 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon with a high of 34. What dimension are we in? Right now, sunny 29 at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. What about us? have loved watching the bachelor we've hate watched the bachelor you know just like we've been we've been on the air for 16 years and so the bachelor is basically the same age as our yes. show it's been <laughs> consistent with us we've had many bachelors in studio yeah. Jen shift a lot of people Ooh, who was the best one it, it really andy was. andy it, firestone yeah i was in love with him yeah he brought us wine <laughs> i was in love with Ooh, him from his winery yeah yes Nice. Okay, so Amy, you got to tell us how it is that you came to uh, do this book, Bachelor Nation, inside our favorite guilty pleasure. Sure. Um, So yeah, like you guys, I've been a fan of the franchise for a really long time. And, um, you know, over the years, you sort of start to hear stories about how things work behind the scenes. And um, that show Unreal came out on Lifetime that was made by a former producer. Oh, we're Um, obsessed with that show. Yes. And so, you know, some of this, but some of the plot lines on the show are pretty outlandish, and I, or I thought so, and so I wanted to see, you know, how is the show really made, and, and um, how crazy does it get, um, and what don't we know about the production, so that's really what led me down the path. And so, and so your personal journey, I kind of, you share excerpts about your dating life and things like that, which is really kind of fun to connect with you, because we all want this fairy tale, so I think that's why a lot of us buy into watching the bachelor and like the process of it 
Well, yeah. And I like to, you know, you got different people to weigh in during the book, like Diablo Cody yeah. weighs in and Amy Schumer. But I do, I do think if you are interested in pop culture and TV history and the whole of people becoming brands, I mean, this book is really covers all of that. It and it's just fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I I started out kind of like writing it like, why am I so obsessed with this? I, you know, I don't think I would ever, I mean, I kind of jokingly fantasize about going on the show, but, you know, like who who would do that, right? Like, and, and that's not necessarily what I wanted out of my life, just to like put my life on hold, put my job on hold, and then give up everything and, and move somewhere for a guy from a show, and yet there I was every week watching it. So clearly like that sort of fantasy fairy tale resonated more with me and I think with a lot more women than maybe we acknowledge. What do you think people are most surprised about, um, you know, some of the things? Because you've got a lot of inside information. Yeah, I mean, well, a lot of people were surprised that um, the number one reason people don't get on the show is because they have herpes. Yep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable. Uh, Yeah, I mean, so much hooking up, they kind of like can't take any chances, I think. And then... um, you know, just for me, learning about how the um, interviews take place, oh, the and how isolated you are, yes. yeah, the, the how isolated you are, and um, sort of that gave me a better understanding of why these people are saying "I love you" so quickly or acting so over the top. It's because they're in this crazy situation where um, they have no outside stimulation, and the producers are in their ear, and. Um, it's not something we can really like imagine even, I think. Well, it is very much like what we see on Lifetime's Unreal. And I've got to believe that the suits at the at Bachelor must hate that that show is happening. <laughs> I mean, they never really talk about it except for Chris Harrison, who always likes to say, you know, oh, they have bad ratings and blah, blah, blah. It's <sighs> like, well, it's on its third season, so clearly right, it's okay. Right, Okay, so some of the other things that, you know, you talk about is that, um, Lori kind of alluded to the frankenbiting. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, so pretty much frankenbiting is, you know, not surprisingly, it comes from the word um, Frankenstein, so like something where it's all mashed together. And it's when they take a soundbite and edit it to alter the meaning. So if I said something like, you know, I don't really see myself marrying Ari, they might change that to, I really see myself marrying Ari, and they wouldn't show my lips moving during the clip. They would show B-roll of the ocean or a faraway shot of us on a date or something, so you, you couldn't tell what I was really saying. And that's legal. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, now that to me... See, that, they use sign away, wow. don't they? The things that they sign, they are basically saying you can do whatever you want with my image. Exactly. Yeah. It says, it says you can edit me, you can misrepresent me, you can ridicule me. I mean, that was like stunning to me that people would sign this contract and I don't, they just don't think it's going to happen. Not many people look at their contracts before they sign them. (laughs) That's what we decided. Yeah. Um, And then, wow, that just blows me away. Yeah. The other (laughs) thing I was really surprised about was um, the whole, why do people want to go on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? And I did not realize how much of a living people could make by being batch famous. Tell us about that. Yeah. I mean, so many of these people go on because they get on the show and then they get, um, you know, like tens of thousands of new Instagram followers and you can get, make a lot of money on Instagram. I mean, Ashley, I actually, I can who's been on a ton of these shows told me that if you have a million followers, you're making like $10,000 per ad. Wow. So, I mean, imagine posting a couple ads a week and making like 20K a week. That's insane. Wow. That, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that explains why people like Nick Vale, keep, they keep right. wanting to be on it. 
But even just people that we don't even remember their names could just get an, enough of a shot because people don't unsubscribe once they click. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, you're just I was really surprised at how much money people uh, could make. And I want to talk because Lori and I have talked about the, the adrenaline dates and the science behind it. Do you want to share that with everybody? Um, sure. So basically, that's like when they go on. If you, I feel like we see a lot of times people go on dates yes. um, that are the worst ones, you know, for anyone who's scared of anything. Like they have the ones where the, Vanessa went on the date with Nick and it was like a parabolic flight. Right. And she had, then she threw up on the date or ones where they'll like go bungee jumping and then they seem weirdly bonded. That's because literally like your chemicals in your brain are working differently when that kind of thing happens and convincing you that you're more in love than you might be on just a date where you're like sitting at dinner. (laughs) I got the sense that I feel like working on this show, like just if you're just like a person that has to like get the free dates and the rest, you know, do all that. I feel like this, this would be a horrible show to work on. Am I wrong about that? Why, Why do you say that? I just feel like you maybe feel I'm dirty. influenced because of watching Unreal and how good, you know, Rachel is and her, how conflicted she is because you are manipulating people and doing so much. Down to their core. Yeah, just, I don't know. It just feels like it would be a high burnout job. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's no rules. That these Like, these people do what they think they have to do to, to get the Good TV. Drama. Right. So... I mean, they could behave differently if they wanted to. Yeah, if you're just true. joining us, we're with Amy Kaufman. Her book is Bachelor Nation, Inside the World of America's Favorite Guilty Pleasure. And there's so many different inside things. And it's kind of amazing because you have different celebrity blurbs to how many people are absolutely obsessed with this show. Oh, yeah. I mean, like you started, I started noticing at least a few years ago, like people going on late night shows and then like celebrities talking about, oh, I'm so obsessed with it, and slowly it became less of a guilty pleasure and something they were ashamed to talk about and something they were, like, truly obsessed with. I mean, you know, they would say celebrities are just like us, but really, they are. (laughs) Um, You know, we're kind of uh, shocked and surprised that The Bachelor is going to have, you know, a a bachelorette from Minnesota because we haven't really been that represented on the show. There's probably not enough cuckoo for Cocoa Puff Minnesotans that are trying out. But Becca is, I think, you know, coming from the world of PR and just being, uh, seems to be a very, you know, grounded person. I feel like she might be a force. I mean, you, I guess sounds like she has the hometown support. I, yeah. Did you guys see any of those billboards? We, we put them we up. Put them Our up. radio station put them up. So on that, after that special that they had, and they showed those things, those were our radio station billboards. Wait, what? Who? So who we, paid for them? Our my station, talk, our station. Our station, my talk, 107.1. Put up all of them? In Minnesota, yeah. yeah. They were like 12 were electronic in, billboards. In, in Minnesota. Whose idea was it? Our our boss, B. Arthur. Whoa, I didn't know that. That's so crazy. Yes. <laughs> okay, so um, um, and does the L.A. Times? Because I know I remember reading this story in by a writer um, in um, Jezebel how you were booted from you know going having any official dialogue with ABC and The Bachelor. You used to be involved with it because of your Twitter and stuff, and that they. They wouldn't let you be a part of it, and the LA Times didn't cover it anymore, even though you still tweet and Instagram about it. Is that still status quo? Um, well, so we do cover it again. You um, do? Okay. 
um, basically because I cover it and I know a lot about the show. Right. Why wouldn't I? Um, But, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I guess I technically haven't revisited the conversation trying to get access again, but I'm pretty sure that nothing has changed since the book came out. Yeah, did you um, did you ever find out uh, who Reality Steve's sources are? Does he just always have one good mole I mean, high up right. at the Bachelor? No, he has just like, a t- at this point, I mean, it's crazy because like he literally entered into, you know, an agreement at some point that he wouldn't solicit sources. And so he barely even reaches out to people, I think. They all come to him. It's like people always say, why would someone want to do that? It's like people love being the source of information and... You know, because so many of the dates, especially in the early part of the season, take place in public places or have guests, like, those ones are easy, you know, people, or someone will say, oh, this guy's from my my workplace just went on the show, like, do you want his information, you know, it's like, people just feed stuff to him. Oh, my gosh. All right, so, Amy, um, if... I just have another question for you because I know your beat is to cover pop culture and you cover the award shows and everything. Were you surprised that NBC isn't going all in for the Golden Globes? Wait, what do you mean? Well, because they're they're opening it up for other people, and they're saying that they're they, um, they didn't come to an agreement, agreement. with uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press and Dick Clark Productions. I didn't even know that. I've been too. I've been too bachelored out. What am I doing? I, what are you doing? I, I don't know. No, you but your be... book is great. I just was wondering if you, because yeah, we need to have you on again because you cover a lot of stuff we like to know about. Okay, good. Well, hopefully, you know, once I get off this book tour, I'll be back to knowing all the dirt in Hollywood. All right. Well, you're in the middle of your book tour now. We really appreciate you being on with us. Uh, we Big thumbs up for the book, Bachelor Nation, Inside the World of America's Favorite Guilty Pleasure. It was an absolute so good. delight to read this, and it was so wonderful meeting you. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys later. Okay, Thank bye-bye. you, Donnie, keep her information. Yes, and we've got a couple copies to give away, too. 651-641-1071. Lori, she just interviewed Patrick um, Schwarzenegger, who you just so talked did to. I. I know. Yeah, we that's why that I was, in common. I know, and I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to throw <laughs> her off, really. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, the book really is an interesting read. Oh, it it's was juicy. Fun. It, it, and the guy who created it, first cousins with Heidi Fleiss, Mike Madam, Fleiss. Uh, yeah, Mike Fleiss. That, that that was that was hilarious. All right, listen, we'll be right back. I was thinking about the fans. We were underground. Load up. the good old days. These good old snow days can just pack up their you-know-what no, and go. And I heard it's going to snow again on yep. Thursday afternoon yep. and Sunday yep. and yep. Monday. Sunday and we're, and, yep. we yep. are securely on path for the snowiest April. Uh, I'm so depressed. And I tell you what this is doing to the St. Thomas baseball season. We are going to have to have doubleheaders every day for like a month. Well. For everybody. Yeah. I mean. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo is right. Boo-hoo. Well, speaking of boo-hoo, so there's a um, one shady story and one glowy story okay. coming out about uh, Chanum and uh, his wife, Jenna Dewan. Oh, and okay, course, tell me. Chanum is our just short uh, short name for Channing Tatum. It's a mouthful. It's easier it to, is say to say Chanum. Yeah. So let's go with the shady piece first. Uh, mm-hmm. Page six um, that... Uh, their story is Jenna was troubled by uh, Chanum's um, success. By a success. He yeah. was turning down jobs because of her. How he, he had such a hot pace. They were fighting a lot. He has um, 20 productions in the 
fire in the iron. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> well, maybe we don't know that that's a lot. We don't know what it is like to be an actor who's producing. You know what I mean? You yeah, don't know he how wants many to. Side. He so, wants. Yeah. Chanum is living in Ojai at their ranch, and she's at their house in Beverly Hills. And uh, they really kept this news locked down because people were genuinely stunned. Well, I think you can if you don't go out and, you know. They've been separated for months. Yeah. According to page six. And I guess maybe he wanted to have another kid because the daughter is five. I feel like they're five May 5th. She's still four. Um, And, um, you know, she wanted her career to like maybe be happening a little bit harder. And really, she. My favorite story. Can I tell you my favorite part of it is what Um, she's sitting there. What about me? Why do I got to sit at home with the kid and be good little wifey? I would like my career to take off. Help oh. me. He's like, what about having another baby? How are we going to do that? We're getting old. You think she wanted him to help her with her career? No, I do think maybe. Well, all right, like so they, his career is red hot. Why, well, not? Why yeah. can't he help her? Why does she have to keep being in how, crappy TV shows? How do you know he's not? Why can't he help her? Yeah, You're he so do? funny, Lori. <laughs> I'm just saying. Let me just tell you what I think. He is a country bumpkin, okay? He was raised in the South, and he spends his summers at home, likes to go see his grandparents. He likes to drink beer, hang out, and And be lazy. And he wants his wife to stay home and watch the kids and have another baby. How do you know that? (laughs) Because I'm reading between the lines. Here's what I'm going to say. On weekends, he doesn't... She's a vegan. She's a workout nut. None of that. that, All that is overcomable. I mean, it is sad for them that they have fallen out. They fell out out of love. But here's the thing. How do you know that he wants... Wants her Why to stay home. Not me, she said to Chanum. Why not me? You're the most in demand actor in Hollywood. Why don't you help me? And she was watching his star rise as her as she just does these crappy TV shows. She doesn't. The world of dance. Oh, that we, is a maybe she doesn't. Crappy oh, show. Lori, you're summer. so funny. So you think she sits around? Why don't you let help my career? Listen. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be ambitious and famous and acclaimed, and it wasn't happening for her, and I think that was a big part of it. And for him, he's like, when are we going to add to the family? Everly needs a brother or a sister. Oh, dear. hmm. What's he supposed to say? Hey, hire my wife? Yes. Yes. Oh, but okay. how do you know that <laughs> yes. they didn't? That's how, how do we do? How it? do we know that he didn't and e do that? He has a similar story. He had a similar story that they have been trying for a long time. They want different things. They're on two different paths. So, so and I'm reading in between the lines of what, what the different things with? are. He wants more kids and her to stay at home, and and she She's wants like, to. Why work. not me? Why? Why not? Well, I would like you know. That's how we met acting and all of that and. Um, you know, um, oh, Lori, you know, oh, Lori, she told people at Vanity Fair, Chanum was so happy to have a night off when she went with there with a girlfriend, meaning he didn't want to go there so that she could say, introduce me to this person, introduce me to that person. See, I think, so you really think she was disappointed in her career? Yes. And didn't think he helped her enough? What's her name again? Jenna Dewan Tatum. And so I can see how that. 
I but mean, my first to- husband and I, one of the reasons why we broke up was, okay. A, I couldn't decide if I wanted to have any children. Okay. And I was not feeling pressure, but I was feeling pressure to be married okay. and, and being 30 and not thinking I want to have be. And I also felt that I, I felt... I was on a career trajectory. I was at Carlson Companies getting promoted right and left, doing things. And I felt he should be doing the same thing. I felt like he was coasting. And it, I did not like it. Okay, so children. And and, and, and career and differences. differences. Yes. Okay, but you never, did you ever think I should help him in his career? No, because we were both on, started out on equal footing and we were both in different ends of the travel hospitality business. I just kind of felt that he was coasting along because, you know, he was going to inherit a lot of money when his... Okay, do you think that that's how, do you think that... um, I feel like Jenna is thinking, you know, help me. And he's like, help you. I want you to have another damn baby. Well, she's been busy, Lori. It isn't like she's not doing anything. Julia, I know, but crappy TV shows are <laughs> crappy TV shows, okay? Being a mentor on World of Dance is not a good show when your husband is one of the hottest guys in Hollywood. But maybe what she's just producing. not in demand as a movie actor. Well, that's what but I was she gonna... would like some help. But Can maybe him? he did help her. <laughs> well, if he did, she'd be in more movies. Not, no, no, no. Lori, She's in the Fox Lori, musical mixtape. Lori, when people... Julia, I'm telling you, he, they wanted different things. Well, we already know that, but, but the, the way the you're saying it is he should have helped her and they'd he be together. He could have helped How her. How do you know he didn't? Because he didn't get... She's in Fox musical mixtape and World of Dance. Sometimes you, you can't know. Pe- help people that aren't hireable. <laughs> Julia, now look at how you're coming around. All right, we'll be back.